0: Publisher's Introduction The word martyrdom often brings to mind individuals being burned at the stake because they wouldn't obey the authorities who ordered them to stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. These men and women, whose stories are told in Scripture, Fox's Book of Martyrs, and similar books, were brave, heroic, and true to Jesus until the very end, often singing or encouraging their loved ones to stay strong in the faith even while they were being burned to death. As we listen to their stories, it stirs something in us, often a desire to be similarly strong, firm, and valiant for Christ. But is all martyrdom as radical as that suffered by these heroic men and women of yesterday? It has occurred to me that we think these valiant men and women of history who rejoiced to suffer and die for the name of Christ And whom we remember especially because they praised God even while in terrible physical pain, must have possessed some wonderful secret knowledge about how to live that most of us don't understand. I think that secret was simply deep, sincere faith and trust. Faith that God totally knew what He was doing, and trust that if He delighted to have them suffer anything, big or little, that it was according to His perfect will. What about you? Do you believe that everything that happens in your life is according to God's perfect will, even the suffering parts? Do you believe that God has ordained your life from beginning to end to bring Him glory? What if the situation in your own home requires you to suffer in some way? Can you still praise God for this opportunity to suffer, or do you run and hide? What if your spouse or children are not always kind to you? Can you consider that an opportunity to rejoice, or do you bail out somehow? What if a brother or sister from church speaks ill of you? Can you rejoice and truly love that person, giving them good gifts and treating them with the kindness you wish they'd show to you? Christ commanded us to love our enemies, but somehow I'm afraid we Christians today think of enemies only as the very worst of thieves and murderers, but forget that this principle of thankfulness love and forgiveness applies to much smaller doses of suffering as well. For some reason, if someone is only mildly unkind to us, we tend to react terribly. While these close-to-home situations are certainly not death for the sake of the name of Jesus Christ, we still ought to see these as opportunities rather than difficulties. God wants you to love your enemies at all times, cheerfully accepting suffering of all kinds, even in the little things. It is for this reason that we think this book is especially important today. It is time to awaken in the church a thankfulness to God for all things, including suffering at the hands of fellow believers, family, co-workers, and acquaintances. That doesn't mean we should invite difficulties and challenges, but rather, when we have an opportunity to suffer, we will find that being prepared for suffering, and even rejoicing for it, will produce the same joy, peace, and thankfulness that our heroes of the faith also had. Scripture. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor, and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43-48. through 48. Why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 7